0: Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Better Than Ezra rocks the anthem in Washington, D.C. tomorrow night, alongside Tonic and headliner Collective Soul. I spoke with bass player Tom Drummond when the band played Wolf Trap in 2015 to break down their biggest hits from Good
1: to At the Stars.
0: Tom, thanks so much for taking the time.
1: My pleasure, man. How are you?
0: I'm good, I'm good. Uh, So we're in D.C. Where are you? You said Chicago?
1: I go, yeah. We played Ravinia here last night and so we'll be in the D C area tomorrow. Looking forward to it. In fact, you know, I think you could make an argument to say that D C might be our biggest market. Really? Um we've played there so many yeah, so many nine thirty club. I mean we've done right. lots of stuff there over the years. Why do you why we do you think that's Stadium there? I don't you know, radio play is part of it. Um there's a large Louisiana contingency that moves mm. after college or whatever to D.C. I guess
0: yeah Um
1: yeah, I, I'm not really sure why. Why is any market better than another? I don't know, but definitely DC is one of our top three.
0: Definitely. Um, you mentioned you mentioned Louisiana. You guys didn't you guys all um, you attended LSU, right?
1: We did. Go Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still follow the teams? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I, I try to go to as many of the home football games as I can, and we're gone a lot, so it's not that many. But I'll make two or three a year.
0: Nice. And then you
1: know, occasionally we'll do something with like the LSU Alumni Association or whatever. You know, because they all know we went to LSU, and we have played a few events for them over the years. You know, so it works out nice. Cool.
0: Now, how did how did you guys actually come together? It was what was it like 1988? Take me back to to when you guys formed.
1: That seems like a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, Kevin and our original drummer. Uh, put an ad in the school newspaper called the Daily Reveille and I answered it I was I was this is my first semester at college and I had been in bands all through high school pretty successful bands actually and I was kind of missing not being in a band you know not rehearsing not having shows and so I just decided screw it I'm gonna answer this ad and then we'll see where it goes and then you know, first couple practices, I knew right away it was different than something that I had ever done before. And, uh, you know, it just all clicked. And, uh, you know, started playing shows, and, and here we are.
0: That's awesome. Tell me about the name. How did you guys come up with that one? I, I've heard different theories. I've heard Hemingway. I've
1: heard different things. What's the yeah. official story? There's a lot of, there's a lot of theories. <laughs> you know what? It's our one gimmick, man. We don't tell. All right. Well, what are some of the theories? The truth, the, the truth is that the real meaning's not very good. <laughs> so you're better <laughs> off not knowing. Yeah, the Hemingway one is the best, I think.
0: Yeah. So someone else threw that one out, and you're like, eh, it sounds pretty good."
1: <laughs> yeah, there's actually a book. There's a book out there called um, "The History of Band Names" or whatever, and like every band's in there, and most bands have like a page. We have like a whole chapter in the book. <laughs> I people mean, putting out their theories. I know it's pretty funny. What was your guys' first big hit? Was it good? Yeah, good. 1995. Man, tell it took me- seven years to get signed, and then seven weeks to be at number one at alternative radio.
0: Take me back to that when that thing popped. Was was it crazy hearing that just playing on the radio all over the place?
1: Yeah, and it was also the time where MTV was very influential. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was sort of exploding for us, and we were like playing shows six nights a week driving all over the country to places we had never been right Mm -hmm. and meanwhile the song's blown up on radio and mtv's playing it like every hour (laughs) so we were getting these messages from our friends and stuff i just saw the video you know and it was like we hadn't seen the video (laughs) (laughs) because we were constantly going to radio and and working and doing shows and stuff like we just weren't sitting around watching tv or whatever you know so um, it was pretty exciting, man, I have to say. It was a really fun time.
0: What was the story behind Desperately Wanting? How'd that song come about?
1: Well, uh, you know, Kevin wrote that song. He could probably tell you a little bit better. But, <laughs> I'm, you know, I think a lot of our songs are have some um, personal experiences, maybe mixed in with some um, literary, I don't know, devices, if you will. You know, sort of, some, there's some truth in all of them, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah. But, yeah, it's about old friendship you know growing up small town that type thing
0: definitely and third and last one i'll ask you about because i'm not gonna make you go through all your songs but i really love uh at the stars i love
1: that one too um (laughs) i love that album also it's one of my favorite songs that we have in our whole catalog um you know what honestly we were we had been on tour for the first two albums and we were in colorado supporting friction baby which is the album desperately wanting's on and we were up in Breckenridge when we'd finished the show and we just took guitars out on the mountainside and it was night time and lo and behold that song came out of it. And uh, it's still one of my favorite ones to play now.
0: Definitely. So you mentioned that, you know, you, you still love to play that. Are you guys gonna play the hits or is there is there newer stuff you're gonna break out or what? Yeah, we'll
1: definitely play the hits. It's a shorter set. Right. So we're a little limited that way, but we definitely will play at least one new song. You know, we've been playing Crazy Lucky mm-hmm. or Sunflowers from the new album. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we also try to mix in like maybe one that was not necessarily a huge hit, but, you know, that people
0: love. So like
1: the hardcore fans will know it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because we have so many fans there, you know, that know all these albums. And so uh, we'll definitely break out something for them. And also for the next three shows, we're bringing in a ringer. We're bringing in this guy named Big Sam, Big Sam Williams who has a band called Big Sam's Funky Nation. He's a trombone player. Oh, cool. He's awesome. <laughs> so he's going to be um, sitting in with us for the next three shows, and it kind of takes the whole show up a level. It's a lot of fun.
0: There you go. You heard it here first. they They're Better Than Ezra's bringing a uh, ringer with a trombone.
1: Yeah. Let's have some fun.
0: Definitely. Um, Cool. Well, before we go, I mean, just maybe say a little bit about the the other acts you're playing with.
1: Their albums came out, you know, around the same time as ours, and we've played various festivals and that type thing with them over the years. So we already kind of had a relationship, and it's been kind of interesting because usually – when you get this many egos in one room, there's some headbutting going on. But you know what? It hasn't been that way at all. It's been very, it's been a lot of fun. And like all the bands watch each other every night. It's been really cool. The camaraderie's been it has been great. What can they
0: expect in terms of uh, the lineup? Is, does one of you guys start the show in one closer? Do you
1: rotate? It or... changes. Okay. Changes every night depending on the market. Really.
0: Got Gotcha. And if you're ever down near Louisiana, I'm sure you guys get the final one. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome.
1: So like we close in Chicago, you know. So it just varies. For sure.
0: Awesome. Well, I mean, before I let you go, I mean, just maybe just say something in general. I mean, uh, I mean, I know you guys are all still playing, obviously, but it's, yeah. you also can promote it as sort of like a throwback Thursday to all these great bands that came up in the 90s. And then- yeah,
1: I don't know about that. I mean, <laughs> for us, you know, we just put out what we think is our best album, awesome. you know, like, and the song's done very well. Crazy Lucky has more Spotify streams right. than good. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, we we kind of view it just as made, made sense for us. You know, money-wise, venue-wise, timing-wise, you know, just was the right thing for us to do. Yes. Is there a 90s piece of it? Sure. But I don't think we're, we're not going into it like that. You know, we're not, we don't feel like we're nostalgic, you know.
0: Right, right. It's not, it's not, it's not a retro show. It's you just all happened to start in the 90s and you're still going.
1: That's correct gotcha that's all right. correct. we all have current albums out current singles you know so
0: that's awesome and uh yeah you guys you guys are big in the DC area so I'm sure the fans are looking forward to it and I really thank you for taking the time to join us on WTOp
1: my pleasure man look forward to a high energy show the show itself is really fun all these bands are fun it's a good time oh I can imagine awesome well
0: thanks Tom thanks Matt.